0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Okay, here we go, this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Side of the week. Primary elections are underway, and the midterms will be here before you can say, impeach Trump. And now, you can remind yourself to vote every time you wash your hands by picking up Bubble Genius's Vote Soap. It's a five-ounce bar of sweet-smelling soap, artistically carved into the shape of the word, vote with a third of the proceeds going to resistance candidates across the country. Only $7 from Bubble Genius, but use our promo code BOBC for 15% off your entire order, only from BubbleGenius.com. Okay, on today's show, Kimberly A. Johnson, ERA activist and the author of American Woman and Peyton's Choice. She's sitting right here behind me. Cambridge Analytica met with Assange, and once again, we have collusion! Wrong. Collusion. Wrong. Oh, and also, Trump didn't know the words to God Bless America, and Kellyanne Conway finally told the truth yesterday and said exactly what we're all thinking about her boss. All that more coming up on today's show, and now let the cartoons begin.
0: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Zeska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I've gotten thousands upon thousands of letters, you know, from people telling me, oh God, you've taught me this, and you've made our love life so much better. And this isn't, you know, go out and have sex with 10 million people and, you know, how to get a girl off. It's about how to get your wife off. You know, if, if only you know, people could have been doing this before, we could have saved a million relationships. You know, I've saved thousands. Blocking an idea or a movement, you know, Jack will put the final touches together for what the camera needs for editing and stuff, but, um, you know, he allows me to block my own sex scenes and, you know, gives me the freedom to develop the character and stuff like that. And God, I, I don't know any other, you know, director who let an actor, you know, do that, you know? <laughs> I don't allow him to block his own (laughs) sexiness. It is. It's jealousy, it's deceitfulness, it's vindictiveness, it's all that stuff, you know? But, I mean, God, what can you expect when you're on top, you know? It's like Napoleon, when he was the king, you know, people were just constantly trying to conquer him, you know, in the Roman Empire. So it's history repeating itself all over again. (laughs)
1: Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. Oh, I'm just going to dive in right now. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, June 7, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I, of course, am Bob. How you doing? Hello, Bob. Hi. Hi, Rachel. We are brought to you each and every show by BubbleGenius.com. It is the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and Attorney Charles J. Bowen. Check out Bowen, the cover of South Magazine's Power Issue, where he's listed as one of the South's greatest lawyers. And I agree with that assessment. You can also find Bowen at TheBowenLawGroup.com or just click Bowen's picture on the podcast page. All right, it is uh, Trump Crisis Day 405, 151 days until the 2018 midterms. It's just right around the corner. Oh, look right, right behind me. It's uh, Kimberly A. Johnson's here. Hi. Hello. 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 Hi, hi. How are you?
2: <laughs> I'm here.
1: Do, don't let me forget your, your big day on uh, Capitol Hill from I yesterday. Won't. We're going to talk about that coming up here on uh, today's show. There's a like, big news on the uh, Equal Rights Amendment. Yes. And I, I'm I'm hesitant to make such a big deal about it because I'm concerned that, well, we might as well dig in right now. I'm, I'm concerned that Uh, that the Republicans are going to catch wind of it, and then suddenly it's going to become this uh, political hot potato, and then it's just going to fail, because then all the uh, red hats become mobilized, and all the, uh, the Jacob Walls and Jack Prasobiec and Charlie Kirks and, and uh, uh, Candace Owens of the world will suddenly go bananas. Well, <laughs> I, think, I
2: think that doesn't really matter at this point yeah. because the long and short of it is, um, once there was something called the three-state strategy, which yeah. just means there's 38 states that need to ratify it to get into the Constitution. We mm-hmm. had 35 yep. up until 2017. Nevada ratified last year. Illinois just ratified uh, last week. And um, so that means that now there's only one state. and all eyes are on Virginia and there's a very good opportunity uh, Virginia because they just passed the Medicaid expansion and they had you know they have all these new progressive um, uh, senators and whatnot. So anyway, yeah. What's going to happen is that it's probably, I mean, there's a couple states they're looking at, which are Virginia, number one, North Carolina, number two, I would say, and then Georgia and Arizona, which are not really likely. So, to
1: be that final state, To, to ratify, be that final state.
2: Yeah. And then what happens is, uh, then the debate begins with uh, removing the expired deadline, the congressionally imposed right. um, expired deadline. So the idea is that um, some have argued that the time has run out, but... The, the argument that's cited to prove that theory wrong is that the 27th Amendment uh, had something to do with congressional pay, was written mm-hmm. 200 years ago and passed in the
1: 90s. And no expiration date. There had been you know. no
2: expiration a- date attached to that at all. So um, that's kind of the legal argument that's going to be used. I imagine there's a couple of different things. Yeah. But um, the idea that the Republicans are going to squawk, of course they are, but it doesn't matter because at this point in the game, I think we've got a really good shot at... at um, at Illinois, I mean, I'm sorry, at, at Virginia. Right. And once it's ratified, it's ratified. They're also probably going to argue that we have to start over because states had ratified so long ago. Yeah. Um, blah blah blah. But again, the twenty seventh amendment. Um, I don't. I don't know what the deal was with how many states passed at any given time. You know, like I don't know if if let's say twenty five states were passed in the eighties and then a couple more came and a couple, I don't know. Well, what what about,
1: what about Delaware? I mean, didn't Delaware pass? Well, you know what? I
2: just found out about Delaware. uh, Actually, just take it off. Take uh, it off the list? Take it off the list only because number one, it has to, uh, it already ratified years ago. Oh, okay. And so so now they're redoing it and it would have to go again in 2019. So we're looking right now at Virginia. Yeah. Anyway, so um, the Capitol Hill thing was great because representative of New York, Carolyn Maloney had a shadow hearing because nobody Mm -hmm. will give her a hearing. She's requested and, and over and over again been turned down or ignored really. So she decided that she was going to have her own shadow hearing, and she had a, a bunch of people, including Alyssa Milano, speaking. And um, because Al- Alyssa was there, paparazzi was there, the whole thing was recorded. So even though it's not official, it is on the record. Sure. And um, some incredible testimony was provided, and, and the room was filled with people of all ages, men and women, which was very encouraging.
1: You were in the part of the district up on a hill where we typically see uh... –
2: Carter Carter Page Page
1: with his his red hat, right? Yeah, I
2: was in the Rayburn Building, which uh, I'm not sure if that's where Cardi Carter Page was walking that day. (laughs) Let's start
1: start calling him Cardi Page. Cardi
2: Page, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I think I think I think that's where it was. And I kept thinking, I kept telling, I was with my mother, and I'm like, oh my god, I wonder if Carter Page. But you know, the first person we saw. Was uh, Steve King? Oh, Steve King! I was like,
1: Steve. Steve very strong. He going rogue.
0: Steve very strong. He going rogue.
2: He going rogue. And then, but I ha- I want to just totally give a shout out to Ted Lieu and um, Sheila Jackson Lee and Joaquin mm-hmm. Castro. There was a number of um, congressional representatives that showed up, and and it was really great. And I also just want to say that um, for the record, mm-hmm. uh, I was told about the ERA or informed that it had not been ratified into the constitution in 2012 by Kemal Lopez. She made a documentary, which I highly recommend called Equal Means Equal. So, you know, I mean, I've, I decided at that point, oh my God, I have to become an activist. So I did. And I remember thinking we need to have a spokesperson for the ERA that's famous, good looking, because of course people respond to good looking people, they just do, and <laughs> yes. um, and who was articulate and 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 knows all the talking points and and could do very well on you know m- media interviews and all that stuff. And I thought at the time maybe Madison Kimry, who was the twelve well at the time was a twelve year old acti- activist. I thought she might be something or someone that the media would kind of glom onto, but it just never took. Yeah, and so I was always like thinking we we need this spokesperson. And then I was put into this Twitter group Mm -hmm. uh, last year with the guy who was running for uh, Illinois Attorney General, Renato Mariotti, and Alyssa was in that group, and I told him about the ERA, and she saw the conversation, and she said, could you tell me a little bit more about it? And I, I gave her a qu- quick, brief, you know, paragraph, and I said, I'd be happy to send you some information. And she goes, oh my God, I'm going to make this my new mission. And sure <laughs>
1: enough, she has. So, woo See Now, that's, that's, that's appropriate, because you are, for the record, and of course, this is the podcast of record. That means that you may have triggered by just communicating with Alyssa Milano the series of events that could lead to the ERA finally being well, ratified. Well, I could
2: be a part of that chain. Yeah, right. I mean, it's go. like it's like Alice uh, Paul, who wrote the Equal Rights Amendment and um, the Nineteenth Amendment, which gave women the right to vote. You know, she kind of said something along the lines like that. It's 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 a patchwork quilt, and we're all. Patches. You know. So it's like, you know, I mean, I've done what I can do. I'm still doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's everybody has different roles in this. Sometimes it's like banging on the doors of congressional representatives. And, you know, I'm more about the social media side and trying to put people together and, and, and sharing information. So um, I was, I feel like I had that vision of wanting to find that person. Right. And then I did. And I, I can't even believe it, but I'm just, I'm so thrilled. And, and, and she's exactly what we need because she's, <laughs> yeah. she's good looking, she's intelligent, she's well spoken, she's passionate about it. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, she's, I think she's the perfect person as someone who's currently representing the Me Too and Time's Up movements. She's the perfect person to kind of bring this into the national dialogue.
1: You know, back in the seventies, it used to be the slogan was E-R-A-Y-E-S, right? Was yeah. that one? That was yeah. one of the slogans here for the uh, for the twenty teens. Yeah. Here's the new slogan for the ERA. Oh, vaginish vagina. It's totally. It should be vaginish <laughs> vagina. Actually, it's hashtag ERA now. <laughs> okay. Oh, it was it was it ERA now or ERA thought well, it was Y E S too. the hashtag a we're
2: using right now is ERA now. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I still think uh, this will be workable. Oh, right? vaginish <laughs> vagina. <laughs> we do that anyway
2: but we're, we're thrilled about this and everybody should be because it's not just a woman's issue it's an issue that affects everybody because once this is ratified and i'll just be quick on this once this is ratified it's going to make it uh against the constitution to discriminate on you know based on gender yeah and so once that goes down and we can finally start seeing more fair pay, that means more money into families' homes, mm-hmm. more money into the economy. It's not just something that affects women. It affects men, women, children, everyone.
1: Yeah, exactly. So all those MRAs should be lining up to pass the Equal Rights Amendment, right? They should, yeah. They should, they should. And especially if the slogan is... Oh,
2: vagina's vagina. <laughs> <All> <laughs> well, right. Then they might I'm, run I'm,
1: away. I'm done playing around. Okay, um, so <laughs> the next thing here... Uh, speaking of stupid slogans uh, Kellyanne Conway was speaking on CNN <laughs> yesterday and I just love I love this slip of the tongue I mean I just you know what look I'm in this place right now
2: it was a slip of the tongue
1: where yeah well maybe it wasn't <laughs> but you actually no. it might have been his actual title look at that it's like, I'm just in, a, I'm the, in this place right now where I, I just feel like I've been pummeled yeah, know, by the ongoing news and I'm just I'm really just pushing forward I'm powering through right now because I, you know I just this happens you get you end up following this close up twenty-four hours a day practically, and then you just start to get that level of fatigue that is insurmountable. You can't break yeah. out of it until you you have a break and get away from it. And I just I need to pull myself away from this for a few days and and refresh. And that's I think that's fairly typical. I've had to do that all along throughout the course of uh, of writing politics and doing podcasts but some things actually uh, perk me up a little bit and this clip from Kellyanne conway certainly did it and
2: the problem with the president of the united states and the commander of
1: cheese chief expressing <laughs> that opinion that's so great yeah i love that the commander the commander of cheese he is most certainly the commander of cheese he's the commander of cheese That is the most appropriate goddamn title I've ever heard for Donald Trump. I mean, screw Biff and all the rest of it, all of our other shitty grandpa nicknames and things like that. Donald Trump, from this point forward, will be known as the... Commander of cheese. The (laughs) commander of cheese. I just love that so much. And while we're speaking of Donald Trump's weirdness, and you know that I am this perpetual student of the weird idiosyncrasies of Donald J. Trump. I think it's bizarre how he always does the same things the same way every single time when he's sitting in a chair. and you, (laughs) those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while know this rant. So I'm going to try to switch it up so it's not so boring. But, you know, like when he's sitting in a chair, he does the dick tent with Mm -hmm. his hands where he makes almost like a vagina shape. With his hands, <laughs> he always does that. Yeah. Always, always, always. When he's sitting in his cabinet meetings, he sits with his elbows on the table and his right hand grasping his left wrist for dear life. When he's in an interview, he's always shot from the right side and he's constantly glancing over into the camera, looking all shifty and guilty. You know, as much as I despise Donald Trump, I am fascinated by how Fucking weird he is, Commander of Cheese. And I just yeah. I can't help myself. So yesterday was another just confounding example of that weirdness when they were sitting at a meeting and it was it was Melania. Strangely enough, Melania was there. The Be best Melania somehow was wheeled out of cryo freeze or wherever she was <laughs> to appear at this meeting at FEMA. And they were all sitting around. Mike Pence was there with the president, with Melania, with a bunch of other uh, officials, all talking about FEMA. And for some reason, at one point, Donald Trump grabbed his water bottle. Now, setting the scene even further, everyone had a bottle of water sitting in front of them. Everyone. It was like Stonehenge for bottled water. (laughs) Donald Trump picks up his water bottle with his right hand, and for some freaking weird i don't i don't understand donald trump i don't understand how his brain works necessarily he grabs this bottle of water and for some reason puts it on the floor and i know i shouldn't be outraged by that and i'm not outraged what i am is i'm curious like a cat folks call me whiskers (laughs) you know i just i i feel so compelled to find out why he put that bottle of water on the floor and i know it 's trivial and stupid, and i 'm not neglecting other important things to to get to this this whole story, but it just it baffles me. He puts the bottle of water on the floor, and then, seemingly without even looking, Mike Pence does the, the exact same like thing right after right after it wasn 't like okay, now is the portion of the meeting in which we all take our bottled water right. and we all put it on the floor like there were some like we have to clear the table off to show this display on the t- something you know it's like what you do when your your order comes at a restaurant you everyone starts rearranging the shit on the table so they can fit all of the plates and uh it wasn't anything like that as my very good friend Buzz Burbank uh, compared him yesterday Mike Pence is Smither's from the Simpsons to <laughs> Donald Trump's Mr. Burns he is i mean we've observed this time and time again the ultimate kiss ass mm-hmm. and he does anything and everything to make it seem as if he just adores Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a painting of the baby Jesus on the back of Donald Trump's head. Yeah, well, and it's it- like
2: Steve Smith, Steve Smith said, slobbering servility.
1: <laughs> exactly. So Pence is always standing behind Trump, just grinning as if, you know, like I said, as if there's a, there's like a, uh, a statue of the nativity perched on the on the top of trump's head and he's just glancing up and going ah oh, jesus um he is just so infatuated with it. so i don't know why he decided to copy donald trump oh i guess he was thinking oh this is the time that we all put our water bottles on the floor or something it's just so weird i just cannot explain any of that it's so bizarre if you have any suggestions along those lines let us know on twitter and we'll maybe <laughs> we'll consider the possibilities of why that went down the way it went down. Well,
2: I I feel a little weird about it. I mean, people are laughing. Yeah. And maybe it's nothing. Maybe it is just slobbering servility, but um <laughs> I don't know. I just it's so it weird. was like and the weirdest part about it to me was that <laughs> Trump did it. Yeah. And then it's like Pence didn't even like look up from like his phone. <laughs> I know. And just did it without even looking. Yeah. It was like he saw it out of a corner of his eye and then I'm gonna I'm gonna copy. I'm <laughs> just, like this robotic move. And it's like, you know, when I first saw it, I I had said to you, like, I'm like that doesn't look right and like is it a signal is it is it Trump just fucking with him and it could um, be. like mean, trying to see if he'll copy everything <laughs> he does Stop copying me. No, you stop copying me. You're
1: copying me. Stop touching no, me.
2: Stop to- you stop touching me. <laughs> but I mean it I mean it could like I said I mean it, it may not have any uh, sinister backstory to it but it it just seems odd.
1: Yeah, it's very very strange. Well, in that same meeting it was about it's about hurricane preparedness, by the way. Again, Donald Trump making hurricanes into some sort of uh, joke or silly event. You know, it's like we've we've seen this before, where he couldn't, Trump didn't know, uh, didn't, couldn't produce the word rain or the word oh, yeah. hurricane when talking about, you know, hurricanes. Here's here's drunken Trump from a few days ago. <gasps> and I got a little education. I asked the admiral Won that big monsters coming in, in this case, to Texas. let about hurricane. monster. And it was coming in. They've never seen a water dump like that, a, I think. It water, water dump. In a water dump. of water coming down. Water coming down. And it would come in, go out, come in, go <laughs> he out. He doesn't know. Three times. Four he doesn't, times. He doesn't it's know. There's never been anything like he, it. He doesn't know. He doesn't know the word hurricane, the word rain, and he was delivering remarks about hurricanes and rain in Houston. Jesus Christ. So during this meeting about hurricane preparedness, he just started going off on a bunch of other crap because when Donald Trump doesn't know, it's like that uh, Fred Willard line in waiting for Guffman. If you forget your lines, just say anything. let <laughs> you know if you forget what you're supposed to say in this scene, just blurt something out. That's what I always do. And and that's what Donald Trump did. He did the Fred Willard from uh, Waiting for Guffman. He just blur started blurting shit out because he doesn't know what to say in any official capacity. He has zero knowledge. Trump knows nothing. So, like for example, he started talking about North Korea. He started talking. This is, I mean, and again, they're talking about hurricane preparedness at the start of the hurricane season. Suddenly, shitty Grandpa, the Commander of Cheese, Commander of Cheese, <laughs> starts going. It's an interesting journey. It's called the land of the unknown. Who knows? We'll maybe make a deal. Maybe not. As I say to everybody, are you going to make a deal? Maybe and maybe not. Who knows? That was an actual quote by the president of the United States. Oh my God. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe not. I say to everybody, are you going to make a deal? Maybe and maybe not. Who knows? When Deputy Secretary of Defense Patrick Shanahan began speaking, Trump, within 10 seconds, moved the conversation to to negotiating airplane prices. He said that the government was getting ripped off on ships and planes. And I guarantee you, he didn't say ships. He said boats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's what he said in the other drunken water, big water dump. (laughs) He called them boats instead of Coast Guard ships, ships and planes, because the quote ordering process for the military is so bad, so bad. Can you believe it? I got involved in the negotiations. The press refuses to report that, but that's okay. People were really surprised. And yes, I'm sure the press reported that he got involved in micromanaging the creation of a new Air Force One, (laughs) the acquisition and the uh, payment thereof. Jesus Christ. The President of the United States is, in fact, the Commander of Cheese. Commander of Cheese. Yes, he is. The Commander of Cheese. Um, so among the many things that Trump just does not know, because as we all know, Biff knows nothing, Trump doesn't appear to know the lyrics to God bless America (laughs) or, or by the way that England burned the white house and he's
2: yelling at black professional athletes and saying they're not respecting America. Right. And then he can't, he, you know, and then he can't,
1: he doesn't know the words. I thought at one point he, he tried to sing the national anthem at a football game And he also didn't know the words. He also didn't know the words to the National Anthem. So this isn't the first time that he forgot the words to a patriotic song. You know, being the guy who's forcing people. I don't know that he
2: forgot them. I just think he doesn't know them. Yeah,
1: to say he forgot them implies that he knew them at one point. Yeah, you're right. I don't think he knows them at all. But uh, back at the time when he uh, screwed up the lyrics to the National Anthem, uh, uh Peter Serafinowicz did a sassy Trump where he did the uh, the actual vocal stylings based on Trump's mouth movements during the national anthem. Here's what he came up with. This is I just I got to play this. This is so classic. He doesn't know The bombs bursting mm-hmm, in air mm-hmm, <laughs> <and> It moved <laughs> <'til that laughs> night the flag was still there big finish Oh, say does that star spell spar-
0: And the <laughs>
2: and the home of the brave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just so great. Peter Serafinowicz, holy shit. Yeah, I'm waiting for the God Bless America one to come out. I looked for it today. I thought he would have one out today, and oh. they don't have it yet, so... We're at least treated to the uh, the sassy National Anthem version, so I'm glad glad that we had that. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Sean Hannity is telling uh, Russia witnesses, Russia suspects, to destroy their phones. Yeah, that's,
2: that's- a br- I mean, it's from what I've seen, he's breaking the law by doing that, right? Or he broke the law. Yeah.
1: Well, of course, he's saying that he was just being sarcastic. Oh, of course. But of course, this, you know, I mean, it's it's Sean Hannity on his nationally televised television show saying, hey, hey, everybody, start destroying evidence. That's a great idea. Why'd you do that? Because, uh, you know, we, we totally haven't been screaming about Hillary Clinton acid washing her hard drive or whatever yeah. the hell that is. I mean, I'm not even sure what they're even implying when they're talking about the acid washing is that I, I haven't really looked it up like is acid washing a hard drive I, like a real I, thing I or is that just I guess it just, is
2: because I've heard it more than once and all I can think of is acid wash jeans
1: so. yeah and that's what I think stone wash acid wash whatever that's what Donald Trump is thinking of. my guess is that acid washing is a euphemism for some other Maybe. process to uh, to erase a hard drive but Hannity said on his show last night meanwhile as the Mueller witch hunt churns on the special counsel this is interesting they are demanding that witness Turn in their phones, so Team Mueller and, of course, his pit bull Andrew Weissman and uh, uh, Jeannie Ree, who worked for Clinton, get to review all of their electronic communications. A lot of, lot of nouns in that sense, isn't there? <laughs> he wants the phones turned over, even texts that are on what are called encrypted apps like WhatsApp or Signal or one of these things, and they need Mueller's witnesses. I don't know if I were to advise to follow Hillary Clinton's lead delete all your emails and then acid wash the emails on the hard drives of your phones and then take your phones and bash them with a hammer to little itsy bitsy pieces. Hmm. I didn't know grown men still used phrase like (laughs) phrases like itsy bitsy Uh, use a bleach bit, remove the SIM cards and then take the pieces and hand them over to Robert Mueller and say, Hillary Rodham Clinton. This is equal justice under the law. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong, Shawnee? How do you think, he continued, how do you think that would work out for everybody who Mueller's demanding their phones of tonight?
2: <laughs> yeah, really. And then, But I mean, don't, don't they have a way to get to that information where they don't need the phone?
1: Well, they- sure. All they got to do is look for the, the whoever the recipient was. I mean, that's the funny thing about emails. It's not just when you send an email, you're sending it to, to someone else. And therefore, right. that email ends up on someone else's hard drive. Mm-hmm. So if your email is deleted, and there's the same email that you sent on someone else's hard drive, it's very easy to tell that you've deleted your email email and thus destroying evidence even before like an investigation starts occurring if you think that something is based or something includes criminal activity that you are emailing to someone else and then you destroy that email Mm -hmm. you're still destroying evidence it's not a case yet they're not that evidence hasn't been subpoenaed yet but you're still in the process of covering up a crime that you've committed So, uh, yeah, so this is really smart. This is a smart tack to take. And this is why one of the reasons why they can't or they, they didn't uh, uh, continue to prosecute Hillary Clinton. They didn't start to continue that uh, that entire investigation I- into her emails because any email that she deleted, they can very easily ascertain mm-hmm. yeah. based on, you know, the emails that she's exchanging with other people, the emails that they've accumulated from other potential so what if
2: hap- what happens when the recipient gets rid of it
1: what happens when the recipient gets well i guess that's a that's a major problem but you know it could end up on a, a server somewhere yeah, like i'm wondering
2: i know that Mueller is looking for like encrypted apps or something like that and yeah. I, I don't know if somewhere it's stored well that's
1: why i mean that's what uh manafort was doing yeah stupidly this stupid stupid old man decided to okay, well, I'm going to start sending emails to Konstantin Kalimnik, or Kostya, that's his nickname he's a Manafort's man in Kiev, I'm going to start sending emails to Kalimnik, and asking him to make sure to corroborate my story. And then if I send them over an encrypted application, then no one's going to find them. But the problem is, this is sort of like, if you're cheating on your spouse, or and you erase your entire internet history, the erasing of the history is what looks really suspicious. Right. Yeah. It's like this. Encrypting your emails to Constantine Kalimnik yeah. looks really suspicious. So, I mean, they may not have access to the encrypted, it seems like they do now, but uh, even if they didn't have access to those encrypted emails, even if they couldn't decrypt them, then uh, they would still see, oh, why is Paul Manafort, who's got two ankle bracelets on him, who's under house arrest, why is he sending encrypted emails to people overseas? What could possibly be the problem here? you
2: know, really. I wonder. Sh- well, I, I looked up acid wash, and it, basically it's just for jeans. So I guess it's just like the uh, slang street way to...
1: So, But did, did you look up what acid washing a hard drive is?
2: Oh, no, I didn't. I okay, just looked up try acid that. Well, because
1: I know what acid washing is. When, right, I, but I,
2: I just thought that... Uh, all my I years in
1: the garment industry.
2: <laughs> I didn't know if there was a uh, particular term.
1: See okay. if you can look that up. The acid washing of a hard drive. See if that's I a real will. thing. I mean, I think, I think, like, he talks about it here. He talks about this uh, this thing called bleach bit. That's one of the things Hannity mentioned in his rant about destroying your phones. <laughs> witness tampering, and also destruction of evidence. Uh, So it could be one of those things. Of course, Trump legitimately thinks that Hillary Clinton took out a big bucket of acid because Hillary Clinton is, of course, a Batman villain. Right? And so she... (laughs) She took out the hard drives and put them in a bucket of acid. Actually, I'm I'm sure that Donald Trump thinks that she did it in a more supervillain way. Like the hard drives were dangling on like a platform being slowly lowered over the course of 24 hours down into as she monologued about how she was finally going. Actually,
2: there's a thing. Dissolve (laughs) hard drives with acid.
1: Oh really? And so maybe a video. maybe it's an actual thing. Could I be totally wrong on this? I mean, it's just uh, one of those things where I've heard him talk about that, and I've heard I've read about it, but I haven't actually investigated for myself okay, what the hell see, he's talking about.
2: N- no one can read your hard drive if you destroy it with acid. So there well, you that yeah, I mean, I guess that it's like a thing. It's is like is that a
1: thing, or is that just someone musing about? Oh, no, you could just drop a it bunch, in acid.
2: It's a bunch of uh, at least what I'm seeing. Scientific American has. Um, how to do it permanently and it looks like acid so I, acid. Do, I think it is a real thing
1: well it seems like there are better ways to destroy a hard drive than monkeying around with acid no like, kidding like I, I seriously don't think that hillary clinton actually herself destroyed i mean she may have asked her it guy hey go go down to the store buy some acid <laughs> any kind of acid just acid And make sure to buy one of those buckets that uh, was used in Breaking Bad, so (laughs) it's the special kind of plastic that doesn't interact with acid, so you can actually melt a body or a hard drive in that acid. And then he goes and does it in the bathtub, and the whole bathtub breaks through the floor. (laughs) It's a whole uh, uh, Breaking Bad scenario. Well,
2: I think it's kind of like um, the scientific American basically says you can drill holes, but when in doubt, he advises the guy talking. He
1: uses simple chemistry, acid. Get more specific with it. Find out, like, and please, by all means, do all of my bidding today. (laughs) (laughs) Find out what it means with regard to specifically Hillary's hard drive. Like, where this acid came from. In the context of Hillary's hard drive and I mean, shall try Meanwhile, I'm, I'm going to talk about Omaha Steaks Because I'm starving right now I mean, I'm looking at this copy for Omaha Steaks And I'm going Steaks
0: <laughs>
1: mm. uh, I just got I got my big uh, gift pack In the mail the other day and I talked about this the last time we talked about Omaha Steaks We couldn't fit all of that meat into our freezer and it's not like our freezer is overflowing with other food items i mean there's room in there but not enough room to fill everything that you get in this so i actually had to take my uh my dry ice uh chilled uh styrofoam package of uh, omaha steaks i had to drive them down to my mom's house and give them to her and she of course she loved them i gave them to her for mother's day and uh and and there's a pound of fries in there too let <laughs> But, I mean, moms aside, let's talk about dads, because dads can be hard to please, especially when it comes to giving them a Father's Day gift that they're going to really, really like, something that he doesn't already have. Well, steaks. How about steaks? Most dads love steak. They love to eat them. They love to grill them. So give him steaks. Omaha steaks, of course, right to his door. The timing is perfect. Now that the grilling season has begun, it's not just about the beef or the, the meat I love not just the quality of Omaha uh, Omaha Steaks foods, but the variety, including vegetables and fish, as well as pork, poultry, veal, lamb, and bison. Everything arrives in a flash-frozen, vacuum-sealed package, hand-trimmed, ready to cook. Omaha Steaks are the only, are only the finest cuts, USD inspected and cured for 21 days. And for Father's Day or any time, you can customize your gift, give Dad precisely what he wants, right down to the wine pairings, or right now, Omaha Steaks has a special Father's Day offer for my listeners. How does 78% off sound? Write that down 78% off. He gets, that'll get two tender filet mignons, two beefy top sirloids, two boneless pork chops, and four chicken fried steaks, and four all beef Omaha steak burgers, four gourmet jumbo Franks, 12 ounces of all beef meatballs, and a pound, Jesus, a pound of steak fries. All that for just $49.99. But wait, there's more. You also get uh, Omaha Steak Seasoning Packet and four caramel apple tartlets. Oh, and they're uh, throwing in four more of those Omaha Steak Burgers for a total of eight steak burgers for $49.99 for all of it. Wow. That's huge. You have to do this and go quickly. Go to omahasteaks.com, type in B-O-B-C in the search bar and then just add the Father's Day package to your cart. It's just that easy. Again, omahasteaks.com, B-O-B-C in the search bar. Don't don't type it in any other way Go to omahastakes.com And then put in B-O-B-C in the search bar Father's Day just got way easier Thanks to Omaha Steaks The Bob Seska Show The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com It's Weezer I hear the drums going tonight but she only whispers of this is so great this is a uh, so weezer performing toto's africa by request on twitter mm-hmm. we yeah. are now in the modern age no yeah. doubt and i just love this i love 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 I, i've been listening to this on loop weezer's version of africa <laughs> over and over again and i apologize now in public for the record uh, by the way, make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link It's the all caps Amazon link uh, Just beneath the logo at BobSuska.com And uh, you just go shopping as normal And uh, we collect a teeny tiny commission for Everything you buy Or some of the things you buy that is. I gotta listen to this chorus So great Wonderful, wonderful, I used wonderful. to think
2: that was "A Hundred Men on Mars."
1: <laughs> it is. Didn't you know that?
2: You were right all
0: along,
1: <sighs> Commander of Cheese.
0: Okay,
2: I found nothing on Hillary. Um, they, you can you can use acid. Yeah. And um and then I just saw Be- bleachbit which is a free and open source disk disk <laughs> disk, Dicks? disk space cleaner <laughs> privacy manager and computer system optimizer. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. I mean there there I mean it, yes, it is a thing that you can acid wash your hard drive. Yeah. But in terms with Hillary, you know, I mean whenever when I looked up Hillary all I saw was Donald said.
1: So. Donald said. So there is no reporting indicating that Hillary Clinton like a maniacal mustache curling superfan. Yeah, no, that was proved Superman. false that yeah. she did not do that. <laughs> But they keep saying it yeah they keep saying it because why not as long as the red hats keep buying it it's like Kramer on the bus trying to rescue the <laughs> severed toe but you know you kept making all the stops well they kept ringing the bell <laughs> you know they keep saying it because the red hats love to hear it it's like uh, requesting a free bird at a Skinnerd concert you know thats yeah. just <laughs> just how it works uh, oh god the dumbness just continues the State Department spokesperson Heather Nauert, now is that how you pronounce her name i don't know see she she suggested yesterday that america worked with germany on d-day now i'm not 100 certain that that's what she meant so let's let's take a listen to this audio and see what uh, see what this is all about tomorrow is uh the anniversary of the d-day invasion uh we obviously have a very long history uh with the government of germany and we have a strong relationship <laughs> with the what? government w- what the hell does that so, I mean, it's possible, and, I'm, I, and I know, I know better. I know better. I shouldn't be giving them the benefit of the doubt on any of this. No. But it, it's possible that she was saying, like, with a wink and a nudge, no. oh, yeah, we have a history with the German government. Because there's another story regarding the State Department in Germany that she's like, she's probably irritated about the whole State Department. Well, the entire Trump administration is probably irritated about this. But, you know, it's possible that she meant that like, oh, oh, do we have a history with the government of Germany? Of course, these people don't know humor if it walked up and, and, and like punched them in the throat. So they don't know how to tell a joke, which would have required the proper inflection to make it sound like right. sar- like it was sarcastic. But I don't think so.
2: That's why no. I think I she don't was buy that at all.
1: I don't think she knew what the hell she was talking about. I mean, do you think that no. it's? Do you think that the spokesperson for the State Department didn't know? That we were fighting Nazi Germany on D Day, like that, there was. Trump a, thought Canadians burned down the White House. That is also true. So, so. yeah, so it could be, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, idiots. All right. So yeah, so she could have really meant that. But well, you
2: know, and also he's heard a lot
1: about Frederick D- Douglass. <laughs> <but>, he's <laughs> doing a lot of great work yeah. these days. Some folks are saying. <laughs> Uh, Plus, you know, the US ambassador, I guess this is why she was kind of mentioning Germany, the US ambassador to Germany might be expelled from Germany. After he was praising the advancement of uh, conservative movements in Europe which is always dangerous, you know, the idea of conservative movements rising up in Germany, white supremacist movements and the like, all of which are backed by, of course, Vladimir Putin, who was trying to interfere in the German elections and the French elections and the Brexit and the of course, the American election. These are heroes in the minds of the Trumpers. And so uh, who's our Oh, Grinnell Grinnell is the uh, ambassador to Germany. And so there are members of, uh, of the German parliament who want uh, <laughs> Grinnell expelled from Germany. Hmm. Trump is going to love that one. Yeah. So, unfa- so unfair. So <laughs> unfair. So, so unfair. You know, did you see the tweet he posted today? He talked about uh, James. Con- he just It was a quickie tweet. He said here, when will people start saying thank you, Mr. President, for firing James Comey? Oh God! Stop whining! Stop whining! Yeah. I mean, you know, I wrote on Twitter, and maybe this was a little—I don't know. You're the uh, you're you're the feminazi of the two of us. <laughs> I'm a feminazi you, slut. You Excuse me. Tell me whether or not this was over the you know out of bounds. Uh, I compared Trump to a to an entitled tween girl who's like screaming about why no one thanked her for inviting them to her birthday party. Is well, that is that well, an insult I, I, to train I, okay, girls? Okay, here's
2: the deal. I am a feminazi slut from from the Gen X. Oh, okay. Time. Yeah. So um, I was going to say Gen X generation, but that kind of <laughs> the Gen X anyway, generation. Anyway, um, I know that that would not be appropriate now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not obviously, I'm not going to scold you for it, um, but. I mean, even yesterday, my mother was uh, making fun of Trump and saying that he was throwing a tantrum like a, a little girl. And I, I think that feminists are getting tired of everything that's negative being described as, you know, a woman's behavior or a female's behavior. So I don't really care, but I'm sure some feminists might care. Yeah. So that's that's my take on it. Yeah. I, it that does so. You know what? It's like, for instance, everybody gets all up in arms about. The term "cunt" and and for specifically with "cunt," I understand. I don't like that word. I never have. I don't like the way it sounds. Although it's weird because you say "bunt cake" and "bunt" doesn't worry me. So it's <laughs> if you something that rhymes with it, I feel like I just don't like the word. But I I don't like the way that word has been used. But I say "dick" and "prick" and "cock" all the time. So yeah. it's like uh, to to insult people. Right. So I feel like, well, who am I to police? How you know? What people are saying, the thing, that, the thing that bothers feminists, and I understand this and I'm right there, is that like run like a girl type thing. It's like, oh, girls can't run? Yeah. Yes, we can. So, um, you know, it, it makes it seem as if only men are good at running or whatever. So, And only girls throw little tantrums. Well,
1: I think in my defense, I was kind of doing the Veruca Salt thing. But like, teen, teen
2: girls are yeah. extremely crazy
0: yeah
1: <laughs> you
2: know what i mean like they're just i was one i know i can speak from experience i mean you think you fucking know everything and you throw fits and and when you don't get your way i mean obviously i'm not speaking of all young yeah. girls but th- or tweens and teens and so
1: well i may get in trouble too with the college students because i said uh, shocking i thought the red hats hated betas Uh, So it's just like a complete. You're not not allowed to say anything anymore. The the irony is that Donald Trump, you know, the guy whose movement is entirely about oh, let's pummel the snowflakes, let's let's melt the snowflakes is what they're saying. All the liberal tears, let's all drink up the liberal tears. The biggest whiner on the planet right now is Donald Trump. Mister,
2: everything is unfair. Oh my god, unfair! I say says unfair
1: all the time. So totally unfair. It's such a fucking baby. Everything is so unfair. It's like the big, beautiful lives being ruined by the unfair Russia witch hunt and the thirteen angry and deeply conflicted and (laughs) weirdly shaped Democrats. You know, he's he's just—he's gonna start adding adjectives to that one every time he starts to bring it up. It was originally the 13 angry Democrats. Now it's the 13 angry and conflicted Democrats. <laughs> and sooner it'll be the 13 angry and conflicted and weirdly shaped Democrats. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, okay. So uh, on to serious news, because th- th- thus ends the uh, ongoing conga line of Trump yeah. is stupid stories. Uh, this is just uh, Trump is corrupt story. And that is the uh, this deal with ZTE. Which I don't know anything about. Well, they finally cut a deal with ZTE, which is this tech company in China, of course. Oh, okay. China. 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 And so this was a request from President Xi, lover of the big, beautiful chocolate cake at Mar-a-Lago. President Xi had like a series of demands for Donald Trump in these trade negotiations. And the first one was, stop sanctioning ZTE. Cut it out. You're being mean to ZTE, this company that's spying on Americans. (laughs) This company whose devices have been banned from military bases because they're so unsecure. You know, this company that's, that's violating sanctions, for God's sake. But, of course, what we know... Is that the reason why Donald Trump was so interested in doing the ZTE deal and completely caving to President Xi's demands? Is because he wanted President Xi to authorize half a billion dollars in investment into this Lido City amusement park in uh, Jakarta. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, there's a website. You know, there's a website for the uh, Lido City project that Trump is working on. I found it today. It's utterly fascinating to look at this. Because they write out in the open with it. It's just like, oh, yeah, we're clearly violating the emoluments clause of the Constitution. Oh, but fuck it. At least we're being transparent. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) So the Trump administration cuts definitive deal on China's ZTE. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross told CNBC on Thursday morning that U.S. negotiators have executed a definitive agreement with the company. Why it matters. Compromise with ZTE, a repeat violator of US sanctions against Iran and North Korea in a company identified as a national security threat by the Pentagon! <laughs> Jesus God! It could set a dangerous precedent for trade negotiations with China! <sighs> why are, I know why they're doing this. I know exactly why. We all know why they're doing this. I guess the question is: I feel like Annie Wilkes. I just <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like Totally, Andy. Anyway. Have you
0: all got amnesia? Yeah, they just cheated us. <laughs> this isn't
1: fair. I'm just that I, I sit and I watch. you. Well, you're sitting next to me every <laughs> night because uh, oh, spoiler warning! Kimberly and I have sex with each other. We're like <laughs> in the, the refrigerator. Yes, in the refrigerator. We're we're the Joe and Mika of uh, of podcasting, <laughs> except if Joe and Mika were actually smart and good looking. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I kid. I kid Joe and Mika. Um, so, yeah. So Mika's I just good looking. I, yeah. Well, you know, they're both, they're not, they're not, b- bad, they're not looking. bad looking and they're not dumb either. I mean, I've had some nice conversations with Joe Scarborough. I'm not a, I'm not a Scarborough hater like a, a lot of other liberals. I mean, sometimes he says awful, awful things <laughs> that I horrible, that I very profoundly disagree with. But in my interactions with Joe Scarborough, I have found him okay. And I know everyone's going to unsubscribe on Patreon now. Now, fuck you, Seska. Um Every night, I'm screaming that exact thing, the Annie Wilkes thing, at the television. <laughs> like, doesn't anyone else see this, for God's sake? And of course, that brings us to Cambridge Analytica, for example. Because now, once again, we have evidence of collusion. I mean, this Cambridge Analytica story is absolutely 100% collusion, right? So the story goes that uh, an official from Cambridge Analytica met with Julian Assange, for God's sake. Julian goddamn Assange at the Ecuador embassy. j In London, right? Former director uh, with Cambridge Analytica data firm, worked with the Trump campaign, met with WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange at the Ecuadorian embassy in London later last year to discuss the results of the 2016 US presidential election. Gee, I wonder what that was all about. Embassy visitor logs obtained by The Guardian reveal that Brittany Kaiser uh, visited with Assange in mid February 2017 to discuss the US election. It was reported last year that Assange had turned down an offer from Cambridge Analytica to help index and go through tens of thousands of stolen emails from former Secretary of State and 2016, Democratic presidential candidate, Hillary Clinton's private email server. Jesus Christ. So, I mean, the connections are more than obvious at this point. Assange is connected to Russia. Cambridge Analytica now connected to Assange. Cambridge Analytica connected to the Trump campaign. Or Rachel actually kind of put together all these pieces a little bit better than I just did.
2: And now there is this admission today that, in fact, the Trump campaign's data firm in the election, Mm -hmm. run by his top donor, Robert Mercer, led by his campaign chief, Steve Bannon, Mm -hmm. that data firm was a foreign firm. Using foreign workers, yep. micro targeting US voters in swing states yep. right up through Election Day using an incredibly potent, personalized, detailed data set that was stolen for them by a Russian researcher paid for by the Russian government.
1: Mm. Yep. Yeah. That pretty much sums it up right there. We have collusion. Yeah. We have more examples of collusion. So many examples. And of course, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan said today, oh, there's been no evidence of collusion. <laughs> really? <sighs> what about, tr- oh, okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> I was about to do the whole list, and I don't need to do the whole list because everyone listening to this podcast knows the whole list already. There are countless examples of collusion right now. Jesus Christ, these people. Uh, and meanwhile, Trump is working on 30 new pardons. Oh, Just so
2: unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Boy, and I'd love to see that list, too because I'm sure it includes uh, everyone from Don Jr. to the 13 Russians, which isn't going to get him anywhere, by the way. But I know he's plotting ways to pardon himself, and I think I know how he's going to do that. I talked about that on uh, Tuesday's show. He's going to step aside based on the 25th Amendment, make Pence the temporary president, and then Pence is going to pardon Trump, and then Pence will hand the presidency back to Trump. Trump will take over again. Now that his whatever personal problems that he would make up In order to uh, use the Twenty Fifth Amendment, are over. It's basically the end of season four of The West Wing, (laughs) except for criminals, idiot criminals. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So
2: MIT scientists created a psychopath AI, artificial intelligence, by feeding it violent content from Reddit. God damn it! So they are. So they are mean. So the robots are mean. Are mean? Yes.
1: Okay, and when they grab you with their metal claws, (laughs) you can't break free. (laughs) <laughs> because robots are strong,
2: and they and they steal your medicine. But I mean, like they they literally made a psychopath, you know, robot.
1: Right, and that robot's name is Donald,
2: <laughs> and he's he's been installed.
1: Yeah, and he thinks, and that robot thinks everything is so unfair. <laughs> uh, okay, so speaking of of Trump and Russia and Trump and Russia, Russia, uh, the reporting has been sketchy about this. So I'm just I'm just asking the question i 'm not suggesting anything here, and this has to do with tuesday 's election day and and one of the seemingly irregular things that occurred on that election day you know what let's take let 's take one last break and get this out of the way and come back and talk about uh what I think might be a point of concern regarding Russia and the midterms and something that happened on uh, on Tuesday right after these words. Hi! Hey, how you doing? Hey, let me ask you a question. You gotten anything for your dad for Father's Day yet? Oh, balls. Yeah, I totally forgot too. No, I mean I got him Oh Balls soap. Bubble Genius makes soap that look like golf balls and smell like fresh cut grass. In metal buckets! Get out of town! He's crazy for the
0: golf! Don't forget your dad this Father's Day. Bubble Genius has balls and
2: more for the first man in your life. BubbleGenius.com.
0: Commander of Cheese. This is the Bob Zeska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
1: Prince would have been 60 today. 60? 60. That, that's staggering to imagine that Prince would have somehow been 60. That's impossible, right? He seems like he's eternally 28, that he's not dead, that Prince will just always be 28 and fully clad in purple. All right. Uh, Oh, yeah. By the way, make sure to go and support the show at our Patreon page. Go to bobseska.com and click the all caps Patreon link. It'll take you to our Patreon page where you can support this show monetarily, either $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, or $15 a month. And with each of those levels of support, you get all kinds of great bonus content, stuff that you don't get on this free show, stuff that you will only get over there, including Walter the Singing Bulldog. Oh,
2: I love Walter.
1: (laughs) Walter has an Instagram. Oh, yeah. Walter has an Instagram. Walter has the best Instagram. Talk about a click hole. You got to go to Walter's uh, Instagram page and then you will not get any work done for the next (laughs) three hours. Uh, but we, we talked about Walter, the B- singing bulldog on Friday's, uh, after party. And it just, we have so much fun on the after party. It's me and Kimberly and whatever is going on, not just in political news, but in pop culture news. Yeah. Sometimes we talk about sex stuff and we talk about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Mm-hmm. That's basically That's exactly the, it. Sex, drugs, rock and roll in politics. Yeah. That, that one on the end there. Uh, okay. So this LA counter voter registration printer error. Oh God. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how Russian uh, hackers would somehow interfere with what gets printed out uh, in preparation for election day. But 118,000 voters in L.A. County, and you can imagine the voting makeup of L.A. County. Just their names didn't appear. Henry Winkler, in fact, was one of the uh, really? one of the voters that yeah, I was not on the voter rolls. Again, what we knew leading up to the midterms was that one of the things that Russia has been trying to do is to hack into voter registration databases. And in in some cases they actually made it. They actually yeah. did it. And of course they haven't gone so far as to determine whether or not any of those databases were meddled with. The word is that no, maybe not, but it doesn't seem they don't seem very common. I don't know that assessment. I believe that. Yeah, I um, just
2: don't because so many people were complaining in yeah. twenty sixteen. So I think that perhaps they did have some success and you know, I I, this this is sketchy.
1: Well, I mean, the reports that I've read about this alleged printer error in LA County Mm -hmm. just seem so vague. Yeah. There's no like, oh, we just forgot to put ink in the printer. Mm -hmm. Whoops. It's nothing like that. This is just oh, we apologize for the inconvenience and the concern this has caused. Voters should be assured that their vote will be counted. Of course, they ought to fill out provisional ballots. Mm -hmm. Said here, a printing error. This is Politico. This is Politico's entire report about this. A printing error affected more than one-third of the precincts in Los Angeles County's uh, 118,000 registered voters off the rolls during the California primary on Tuesday, the county election authority said in a statement. County clerk Dean Logan said that voters left off the rolls can still cast provisional ballots, but the process of verifying and counting a large number of provisional ballots could delay the vote tally in local races. This was on, on Tuesday. I'm sure they're finished by now. Mm-hmm. I think, depending on exactly where the affected precincts are. The two battleground house seats, California's 25th and 39th, take, uh, take in parts of Los Angeles County. Interesting. We apologize for the inconvenience, as I read there. That was the, the bu- basically the bulk of the statement. Logan added that poll workers at those locations have been instructed to make sure that voters whose names did not appear on the roster are issued a provisional ballot. So who is uh, in uh, California's... Who's the California 25th's uh, current uh, uh, I don't member know. of Congress? Oh, uh, Republican Steve Knight mm. is in the, uh, in the 25th. And so let's see, what about the... 39th district. If that turns out to be Dana Rohrabacher. Okay, that's Ed Royce. So that's not Dana Rohrabacher. So that's okay. <laughs> that doesn't concern me nearly as much. Because of course, as we all know, Dana Rohrabacher is well, Kevin McCarthy said it best that Putin pays Trump Putin pays Rohrabacher. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't joking. He says that he was joking after the fact, but he was not right. joking. So uh, I just you know, I'm not saying that there was interference here. I'm just saying that this was the biggest example of something going completely goddamn haywire in the biggest state that everyone was watching. And not just in the biggest state that everyone was watching on primary day, but the area that could determine quite a few Democratic votes. This could be it might not be, but it could be. So I think it needs to be looked into. Okay, Justice Department also agreed to brief lawmakers next week on additional details and documents related to the FBI's investigation and connections between Russia and Trump's campaign advisors. So there's going to be another meeting where Devin Nunes and the gang of eight gets to go up to a, a skiff presumably at the Justice Department and get briefed on what's going on in the Russian investigation. So yet another opportunity for congressional Republicans to hark details of the Russia investigation to then hand over to Donald Trump, who is a subject of the investigation, by the way. So get ready for that. That's going to be happening next week. (laughs) So mark that on your calendars. yay. And uh, oh, God, we didn't even get to the Ivanka story. Oh, yeah. In BuzzFeed. So this this story proves Trump was working. I mean, the the big takeaway from the Ivanka BuzzFeed story, which I'm surprised Trump hasn't been screaming about that today, specifically about Ivanka and BuzzFeed, like ranking on BuzzFeed. Uh, This has to do with evidence showing that Trump was continuing to work on the Trump Tower Moscow deal during the campaign which he denied up and down during the camp throughout the campaign. I, I had no, I business. Bin,
2: no Russians. I don't know any Russians,
1: no business with Russia. I got no Russia business commander of cheese, but of course he did. He was, they were working on the Moscow deal up, up through and including into the transition for God's sake. Yeah. This is something that we actually have evidence of, and they're still just denying it. So one last thing, and this was uh, completely lost in the fire hose of news. Trump has to sit for a deposition in that Zervos case. Yes. Yeah, this is a, a pretty big deal, because this is going to uh, potentially trip Donald Trump up. Of course, Donald Trump uh, can't speak an entire sentence without lying 30 mm-hmm. times I- inside that one sentence. And so he's going to lie in mm-hmm. this deposition. It's it's interesting how this is sort of flown under the radar yeah. of, of Trump's screaming And, uh, and of course all of the crap that's going on with on Fox news channel and AM talk radio and political internet, no one's talking about this, but this is pretty big. This happened just yesterday. President Trump must sit for seven hours of questioning (laughs) in the defamation case filed by a former contestant on the reality show, the apprentice, a judge had ruled on Tuesday, but it's unclear if he'll get grilled about other women's allegations of sexual assault and harassment, Manhattan Supreme court justice, Jennifer uh, Schechter, Uh, no relation, I think, to Cliff Schechter, but that'd be interesting if they were related, ordered that Trump be deposed by January 31st and told lawyers on both sides to submit written arguments on whether Summer Zervos' lawyer can ask him about the other accusers. The issue could prove thorny for Trump because the impeachment of former President Bill Clinton also grew out of a deposition in which he falsely denied having sex with White House intern Monica Lewinsky. So I'm sure Trump is aware of that. But there are certain questions that Trump just has to lie about. Mm -hmm. He has to do it. He has to lie, unless he wants to be charged with other things, (laughs) unless he wants to accidentally confess to all of his various crimes. So again, this is a big deal. And and I don't know where we are with uh, discovery in that case too. Because the discovery could involve getting their hands on all kinds of apprentice B roll and other footage that wasn't used in the actual broadcast versions of the show so we still don't know where that stands but we've got a lot of time between now and January 31st when Trump has to testify or be deposed uh, I should you say. know I wanted
2: to just say real quick yeah. Aaron, judge Aaron Persky who was the guy who decided the rapist Brock Turner's light sentence has been recalled in California so I think that's a good that's a good thing
1: yeah absolutely just wanted to put that out there Alright we'll just have to read About that a little bit more After the show uh, Oh speaking of that Speaking of after the show We got the Postmortem Show Coming up next All the stuff that we didn't get to On this show You can go and listen At our Patreon page uh, Through uh, bobseska.com Just click the all caps Patreon link As I said earlier Sign up for $5 a month $5 a month You'll not only support Independent media Support this podcast If you really really like it but you also get the post-mortem show, which is just we continue this gabbin. This, this conversation continues after the, the credits roll, as we like to say. And we just keep talking about all the other stuff on the uh, on the docket for today. Rudy went off on Stormy Daniels. We're going to get into that. Uh, another story about Trump and porn. Trump's porn habits. We'll get into that, too. Boy, I can't wait to talk about Trump and porn. Uh, let's see. And some Trump tweets. some other Trump tweets where he's just... Lying and oh boy, I think Dennis Miller is writing his tweets now because yeah, really. Boy, did he have a really really crappy zinger today about Jeff Flake. I'm talking about Trump, not Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller had his own stupid tweet today, which well, I talk about
2: Flake and then also uh, De Niro. About who? De Niro. Oh
1: yeah, De Niro. We got to talk about the uh, Dennis Miller De Niro tweet. Stupid. All right, all that's coming up on the Postmortem Show. That's on our Patreon page. Go listen now. Go support the show. Thank you in advance. And, uh, oh, by the way, some plugs. I forgot our plugs here at the end of the show. Kimberly Johnson can be found uh, at at, uh, patreon.com slash startmeup. That is your podcast with Steph Walton. You've got another show, what, next week, next Wednesday? I think so. I'm not sure. Also, you can find her uh, books on Amazon, and you can get there through our Amazon link. That's Peyton's Choice, American Woman, uh, and the Virgin Diary. So go and do that right now. And author Kimberly on Twitter. Author Kimberly on Twitter. All right. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on the after party tomorrow. Bye bye. Commander of Cheese.